You recognize the song, you know you're in the right place. It's the iPhone Photo Show. My name is Scott Bourne, and I am here today with former USA Today tech columnist and current iPhoneographer and master of all things iPhone, Mr. Jefferson Graham. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing just great and happy to be here with you and everybody else. Me too. Today we have a really, really big shoe. Uh, we're going to uh, see what's new in Apple land. We have a special interview with a guy who's a friend of mine, Lee Herbert. He lives in Melbourne, I believe, Australia. I know he lives in Australia. He is one of the top Apple trainers in the world. And this guy knows more about Final Cut than just about anybody. In fact, he's the guy that taught me Final Cut. And he does occasionally pop his head into America for various conferences and such. But we got lucky enough to get an interview with him. And uh, then for the rest of the show, what we're going to do is we're going to do Picks of the Week. But we're also going to talk about time lapse. It's going to be lots of fun. So don't go anywhere. And at the very end of the show, I'm going to mention the prizes for our next Flipboard magazine contest. Before we get started, I'll just go right to Jeff and say, Jeff, what's new in Apple land? Well, before I do that, I just want everyone to know that every time that Scott does a post, I read it and say, Scott, we're talking about this on the radio. Okay. So he wrote a great post about time lapse and we're going to talk about this post and I'll give you some of my input on, on time lapse as well. If you, uh, that, anyway, we love to do that. Scott, keep writing because it gives us so many ideas and, and everybody out there who's listening, uh, whatever you want to hear about, just let us know. iPhonephotoshow at gmail.com. Join our magazine, et cetera, et cetera. What's new in Apple land? What's going on? I love the technology that Apple comes up with. The latest is tap to pay. You've used Apple uh, Pay and, and put your phone over the reader. Now, you're going to bump phones. Uh, it's coming in the spring. I think it's really cool. It's Apple's attempt to basically knock off Square, which is now called Block. Those little white doodads that you used to put your card into when you went to a farmer's market. Well, in Apple world, we'll soon be able to pay for stuff by just beaming one phone to the other. Um, I think it's pretty great. And I actually use Square, or as it's called Block, uh, when I have my photo clients that want to pay me. And I actually don't use the doodad. I make them read me their credit card information because the credit card number is so small I can't read it. They read it aloud. I type it in, and that's how they pay for the photo session. And now we'll just bump phones. What do you think, Scott? I don't know. There, there could be some religious connotations here. I'm not just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm actually very excited about how it works because there are so many people that use the Square now block. And by the way, we could do an entire show on why they changed their name from Square to Block, but we won't. Um, most of the people that have those units, if I ask 10 people, what's your experience with people that use the, the Square Reader? They'll say it's bad because they have to keep retrying it, doesn't connect. I have to think if Apple does this, they'll do it well. And I like the idea of just being able to bump phones and pay. And, uh, you know, now, of course, we'll get a lot of feedback about security concerns. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Well, this is basically, this, this is just Apple Pay. It's just a different way of doing Apple Pay. Instead of uh, waving your phone over a reader, you're waving your phone over a phone, right? 
Yeah, I think so. But aliens might steal that code. You never know. We'll just have to wait and see. I think it's probably going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm right there with you. I think Apple is innovating and giving us things to do with our phone other than photography and video. But we're going to go to photography and video right now. And we have a great interview that you did, you did Jeff, with Lee Herbert from Australia. And he's going to talk about a trick that you're going to want to know on your iPhone. Take it away, Jeff. Okay, Scott, we've got Lee Herbert here from Melbourne, Australia. Lee, like I, is Lee is a big fan of the live photos long exposure trick. And we're going to compare notes on this, but first Lee's going to tell you all about it. Hey, Lee. Hi, how's it going? Um, I'm lovely to, to be on the show. Happy to be here. Um, so to explain how the live photos long exposure quote-unquote trick works is, um, for those who aren't familiar what, what long exposure is, is normally what long exposure does is that it leaves the shutter on a camera open for longer to let more light in, which is pretty cool. But the challenge is that movement will get very blurry. But that can be really nice if you're taking photos of something that's moving that you want to look rather still. So for example, if you were taking photos of a river, you get that nice glassy look on the, on, on the water. Or if you were taking photos of cars driving past you at night, you get those streaks of light from the lights in the car. So that's what we're talking about when we mean long exposure. And there's a really, now, if you want to do it normally on an iPhone, the, the, the quote unquote traditional way, you would put your iPhone on a tripod and there's a host of different apps that you can get to give you long exposure. And you can actually do it in the, in the native camera app now as well, I believe. Is that, is that right, Jefferson? In, in, in night mode. In night mode, yeah. So if, if, if you're using night mode, you can do it like that. You can do a 30 second, uh, you can leave the shutter open for as much as 30 seconds. Cool. And I mean, 30 seconds in most situations is, is plenty for, for, for most sort of uh, situations. But the challenge with that is you have to keep the phone very still because any movement of the phone is going to create blurry of everything. You don't want everything in your shot to be blurred. You just want the movement to be blurred. So a way to work around this and not just to use night mode is to use a live photo trick. So what you do is you take a live photo on your camera and the way to do that is to make sure that you've got live photo switched on and that'll be like a little circle the little of circles. Yellow, the yellow button. Yeah, yeah, yellow yeah the little circle. yellow button to, to activate the live photo. Then you take your live photo. Now a key to taking a good shot with long exposure is you want elements in your composition, in your photo that are moving, but you also want elements that aren't moving so for example you could have one person standing still in the middle of a crowd that's a really cool effect to do um, or things like that and then you take a live photo so that's easy enough you take the live photo and you just take the photo then when you go and preview that photo in the photos app you preview the photo tap on it to bring up the sort of white surrounding background and then you flick up on the photo actually and if actually you, Leah, Leah, i have to stop have they moved it because they moved it. it it that was in <sighs> ios 14 in ios 15 they changed everything they drove me crazy at the top of the screen there's a little drop down menu and it says live photo first bounce long exposure oh they've moved it shows how long yes. it's with with COVID, I haven't left the house that much so i haven't done this <laughs> trick for quite some time yeah so thank you jefferson so uh, yeah so now, when you yeah. bring the photo up, if you look towards the top left-hand corner of your screen, you'll see where it says live. And there's what we call a little disclosure triangle on that. And you tap on that disclosure triangle, and then you see options that give you live, loop, bounce, and long exposure. And then when you tap on long exposure, 
give the photo a couple of seconds. You get the little wheel in the middle when it's thinking about it. And hey, presto, you've now got a long exposure photo, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and my my experience is it's um, it's trial and error. Sometimes it works great, sometimes it doesn't. Just keep on doing it because everything is automatic. You can't change anything. I've done a lot of pictures of the Manhattan Beach, California pier. The water flowing under the pier looks fantastic, uh, but maybe a fountain won't look great. You you never know. Yeah. Although the beauty of this is because it's so easy to take live photos without the tripod and having to hold everything steady and, and having to be in a dark situation for night mode, it's really not, you, you've got that, that freedom to experiment, which is, I mean, we're going back a bit of a ways, but the fact, you know, digital photography, when it first started, one of the great things about digital photography is that you don't have to wait to get your photos developed. You can take a photo, see if it works. If it did, great. If it didn't, try something else. Right. And, you know, I've sold prints. I've sold prints with this little trick. People have bought pictures off my website saying they loved it. So it must be, we must be doing something right. Absolutely. And I've, I've seen some of those. They're lovely. Oh, thank you. So I, I, I haven't tried the one person standing in a crowd with everybody walking around him or her. That sounds like a great shot to do. In, it in, is. In, and and, and, and also the, the beauty of that is that I've, I've, I've tried it with, you know, big cameras and I've tried it with the iPhone and it's a heck of a lot easier with the iPhone because with big cameras, yeah, it's just, trust me, it's a lot easier to do it with, with live, live view and, and, and this iPhone trick. Yeah, I had a client that actually wanted that picture. That was going to be their, their holiday card. And I, I, was, I tried every shutter speed combination you could name and it just never worked out right. If only I brought out the iPhone that day, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing like in, in for, uh, you know, like a, a stills camera, um, you'd actually probably need an ND filter to do this during the day as well, because you'd have to, uh, to, to, to get that long exposure, but not have everything completely overexposed. You would have to lower the light coming into the camera. So you'd have to put an ND on the lens. So right. again, that's more gear that you've got to schlep with you. Right. And again, no tripod. I did do the, the light streaking trick uh, with, with the iPhone and night mode uh, in Flagstaff, Flagstaff, Arizona. And I was on a tripod and I held the shutter open for 30 seconds and I got beautiful light streaks. Fantastic. Uh, but I had to bring a tripod. The other thing about night mode that everybody should know is it's automatic unless you go in there and tweak it and you can actually adjust how long the shutter will be open. And where I haven't played around with it that much. Where is that in the settings, like the camera settings in settings on the phone or is it in the camera? No, it's it's, uh, once you, well, first of all, night mode only comes on when it's dark. Okay. In the daytime, you won't even see it there. So it miraculously appears and now it's dark and it's this little yellow button. I think it's the second in the features in the iPhone, uh, in the camera app. Yes. Next to the flash. Right. So you click on the yellow circle and then there's a little uh, slider button. To, to, it says auto at the top, but then if you slide it down, you can adjust how long it will stay open. Oh, cool. Although I suppose if you did want to activate it during the day, if you had ND filters for your phone, you could trick your phone into thinking that it's dark. Um, like, for example, I've actually got my phone here next to me and I've got it activated because I've got my phone sitting on the desk face down. And as soon as I turn the camera on, obviously, you know, the phone's just looking at, at the dark table. So the night mode came on. But as soon as I lift it, night mode's going to disappear. Uh, but yeah, if you had ND filters for your phone, which well, I do, yeah, pol- you could Polar trick Pro, it. Polar Pro sells them. Who, who is your, your ND filter from? 
so yeah, I've got I've got the Polar Pro ones. Um, I'm particularly happy with the new ones for the iPhone 13 Pro because the ones for the iPhone 12 Pro um, they only went up. I, I think there was because it's a variable ND, and I think it only went from three to five or three to six, which is quite limiting, particularly with the harsh Australian sun. Whereas now they've got two. They've got one that's three to five, and then they've got one that I think is five to nine, which is still not super powerful, but it's yeah, I'll take whatever I can get. Um, the other solution for adding stronger ND to your phone, which is what I used to do um, before I had the Polar Pro ones, and if I need something stronger, I would, is if you've got a lens or a lens attachment uh, for your phone, you can then get a step-up ring for that lens and then put a standard sort of camera variable ND or ND on the lens on the phone, and that's another way to get ND. It's a bit of a rigmarole. It's a bit of a a sort of a Frankenstein solution, uh, but it absolutely works. And I've, I've used that one quite a lot as well. Right. Well, Lee, we have a little uh, magazine, an iPhone photo show magazine on Flipboard. And people would love to see your shot of the person standing there with everybody going around him or her, uh, some of your water shots and some of your uh, ND filter shots. So I'm going to send you an invite and I hope you'll post some of your photos there. Oh yeah, sure. Absolutely. And beyond that, tell everybody where to see your work. Um, so, well, my, my general work, so I, my, 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 my day job is I run a video production company here in Melbourne. We shoot mostly corporate stuff all over the world. Um, so if you want to see our video work, uh, the website is capture.ink. So capture.ink, but INC was taken. So I, I got INK. Um, and if you want to see, I, I do tips and tricks and, and reviews and things on my YouTube channel, which you just search for Lee Herbert on YouTube. And the, the little trick with that is, uh, so it's L double E for Lee, but it's H E R B E T for Herbert. So it's not Herbert, but Herbet. Um, so you can find and, and me, that, and that's something that's followed you all your life, right? It it, it has. If it, my 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 wife gets a little bit upset when people get it. I've, I've had my life to get used to, like people always get it wrong. So I'm used to it. But my wife apparently once at the bank, like the bank teller said, oh no, you've spelled it wrong. She's like, it's my name. I know how to bloody spell it. Um, so right. Graham, Graham, like a graham cracker, Graham, like a graham cracker, Graham, like a graham cracker. <laughs> so, you, you understand my pain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, that's G-R-A-M, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Lee, thank you so much. Thanks for uh, checking in with us. I look forward to seeing your pictures. Back to you, Scott. Lee is a very smart guy, Jeff, and I bet you had a lot of fun talking to him. You know, it's not every day you get to talk to somebody in, in Australia at the click of a button, so that's just too cool. I can't wait to go to Melbourne and do a photo walk with Lee. I am dying to do this and uh, trying to convince my wife that let's go sooner rather than later. Photo walk Melbourne. And uh, now that I have a new friend there, I think it's going to be great. You know, he has done something kind of like what you do in the, in the Australia locale so it's it is a meeting of the minds but his trick for the long exposure stuff is pretty nifty i do it all the time uh it works really well in manhattan beach california and uh i'm, I'm happy to say that i've sold some prints using that feature well there you go so if there's a guest that you'd like us to interview or if you'd like to be a guest all you have to do is send an email to iphone photo show at gmail.com we'll put you on the list now i can't promise you we'll put you on the show and i can't promise you how soon but we definitely want to hear from you we definitely want to know what you think and we definitely hope that you can come on the show and share whatever you know about the iphone to our community which is 
I'm just going to do this. I don't usually do this, Jefferson, but it's growing quite strong. You know, we actually have a lot of listeners in Australia. We have listeners now in 50, 50, 50 different countries. And uh, we are up around 3,500 different listeners. So that's pretty, that's pretty jazzy for, for a new show. At least, I don't know. There's probably some guy out there going, oh, I got a million followers. Well, okay. I'm, I'm excited about 3,500. How about you? I think it's fantastic. And, of course, the winner of our January contest was from Norway. Yeah, that's right. It's a big show, folks. It's an international show. So don't, don't forget it. It's not just California and Washington where we're located. It's worldwide. Anyway, so fun to hear from my friend Lee. Now let's kind of change gears and talk about time lapse. So this is actually a thing where Jefferson and I have triggered each other. And, and I'll explain that. So I got to hang out with Jefferson while he was doing one of his episodes of Photo Walk TV. And the guy does a time lapse of just about everything. He's got time lapses going in front of him. He's got time lapses going behind him. He posts time lapses all the time on social. And the one thing that I noticed about them is they're all good. And he uses his iPhone to do it. So that got me thinking, you know what? I got to start messing around with some time lapses. And I happen to be lucky enough to live on the backside of Olympic National Park. And uh, the sun isn't in the best place right now this month. But in a few months, it'll actually come right down behind the mountains. But I still get some cool sunsets. So I did a time lapse the other day. And then I did an article about it. And uh, Jeff, what attracts you to time lapse on the iPhone? First of all, it's drop dead easy. Second of all, it looks amazing. And all you have to do is have patience. So, uh, you know, the basic gist is you bring a tripod, you have your smartphone tripod adapter, you stick the phone in there, you set up your shot, press record, and just hang out. And you can never have long enough one. That's, that's been my biggest, biggest thing. Uh, I can generally go for about an hour just out of boredom. I mean, what else am I going to do? I'm standing there for an hour letting it record. If I could let it go for two hours or three hours, it would be even better. I like to see the day turn to night, the night turn to morning, things like that. And if I could let it go all day long, I'd be the happiest person in the world. And I know somebody who actually let it go all day long. Do you know that person? Be more. But I didn't, I didn't actually record anything of value. I just mostly was doing a test for battery life. But uh, I'm, I'll, I'll first get back to what you said. Using the native app, you're right. The most important thing is a tripod and a way to connect the phone to the tripod and then the patience. Now, for my time lapses, I can stick my phone on my back porch and there's nobody around. I don't have to worry about it being stolen. So I can go watch TV, cook dinner, come back. That's not a problem. But I have a plan to do something more magnanimous. And that is, I live two and a half hours from Mount Rainier National Park. And I got a special place in mind where I'm going to go and I'm going to get a campsite. And I'm going to set up my iPhone and I'm going to do a 24-hour time lapse. Now, this brings two questions to mind. The first is, will I have enough storage? And the answer is, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. <laughs> I'm going to use all the storage saving techniques and tricks I can. I do happen to have the iPhone 13 Pro with the max amount of storage. So that puts me in good stead. It's great on, you know, the great, great battery life on the iPhone 13s. 
But they do eventually run out, Jefferson. So I came up with a way using a... It's a thing you buy a power bank, an external power bank. And we've all seen them. You've probably got more than a couple laying around your house, don't you, Jefferson? I do. Yeah. And they run in price from 20 bucks to 200 bucks. I've had just about every kind you can have. And... You know, I'm not convinced that the real expensive ones are are worth it. W- what do you think? No, I don't. And if you can buy one for twenty or thirty dollars, you should. Um, I just want to say that I used, I did an all night time lapse one uh, at a friend's house where we just plugged in the phone and had had battery going into it. We we didn't have to have a power brick. We just plugged it into the wall and it ran all night long. Well, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's one way around this, but I won't have <laughs> I won't have that capability out on Mount Rainier. They don't have power outlets, so you just kind of have to bring your own power. So anyway, I tested a bunch of these things, and my my requirements were it had to have twenty thousand milliamps. Is that how you say that? Yeah, M A H twenty thousand. Well, however you say that, someone will correct me. Thank you. Um, it had to have that. And it had to be small enough that attach it to my tripod. So I found the IO Magic Executive Series. It's sixty dollars. It's not the cheapest, but it's certainly not the most expensive. And it has all kinds of connections. It's got USB C, USB three. You can power it up either way. It's got a nice, nice feature though that really set itself apart. It has a digital LED readout that tells you how much power is left. How many times, Jefferson, have you seen these things with these blinking lights and you're like, what does this mean? Yeah. I, I did run this one test and all I wanted to know was if I set my iPhone up and start taking pictures, in this case, I took a time lapse of a whiteboard. I just wanted to run. And I did that at midnight and about midnight the next day, it was still running. And I was like, okay, that's longer than I'm going to need for my project. So it does work. So this one will do that. Between the, the power that the iPhone 13 Pro has and this power bank, I'm good. But the next problem was... How big was the file? I haven't even looked. I shot it in... What did I shoot that one in? I shot that one. I actually used a different app for that one. I And I used high-efficiency image file format, which is... Cheaper than JPEG on space, but as good a quality. Uh, because I might end up doing this one manually because i got some tricks I'm going to do. Then I wanted to figure out, well, what I'm, I'm not going to stand around and hold this thing for 24 hours. And I don't want to bump the phone and try to, you know, niggle with it. And I don't want to just lay it on the ground. So I came across this thing called the Caw Car. I have no idea why they call it this. C-A-W dot c-a-r and their their logo is a crow i guess that's where i think ah i don't know um it, they make a bicycle handlebar accessory for cell phones little do they know that i can use this to put my power bank in because my power bank is about the size of a very large cell phone it just fits in this thing and then there's a clamp a universal clamp that they designed to put this on your handlebars. But I figured out 
that thing will attach to a tripod real easy. And sure enough, it does. So I have a fairly long USB cable and I run up to the phone, uh, lightning port on one end, USB on the other, connect it, use this Caw Car accessory. And I'll have a link to this in the show notes if you want to take a look at it. And boom, I don't have to touch anything. I have power forever and I'm a happy camper. And the entire solution for both the power bank and this little holder was less than $80. So I, I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself, Jefferson. My friend has one of those great decks that overlooks the Pacific Ocean. So that's where I did the all-night uh, all time lapse going from sunset to sunrise. It was a pretty cool thing to do. We all don't have such luxury. The other thing um, Scott talked about was that you can't leave the phone uh without you there. I mean, you want to just like put it down and then walk away. Uh, the first time I tried that was in Hawaii and I, and I put it in the sand. I was staying at one of those seaside hotels and they said, are you out of your mind? <laughs> you've got to, you've got to be there the whole time. It's going to be, and that was actually a GoPro that I was doing it with. And so, that, so anyway, so I've learned, I have to sit with the thing and bring, bring reading material or an extra phone or something to keep yourself busy. Uh, but I look forward to uh, trying out your technique uh, the next time we go out somewhere, uh, you know, it would have it been cool if we had gotten to Bosque del Apache at 4.30 in the morning like we did and let it roll all day long, right? Yeah, that, that would mean staying in one place all day, though. I, I can't do that there. Now, I did do a time lapse years ago at the Albuquerque Balloon Festival, and I managed to somehow worm my way into getting permission from one of the security guys to let me mount my camera on the little post in his little security hut so he was able to watch my phone for my camera i was using a camera that time uh for the for the whole event and i got a really cool thing without having to stand there but yeah usually you usually have to be there so the way my mount rainier thing is going to work is i'm going to be camping i'm going to be car camping right there so i'll be there i'll be there if someone tries to take the phone they'll have to deal with me and my friends so that takes care of that. Now, I do want to mention that while I very much love the iPhone app, because as Jefferson says, it just works. It just works all the time. It just works great. It solves all the problems that you might have to think about for you. There are other ways to do it using third-party apps. And there are some very specialized apps that give you a lot more control. And everyone knows I like Filmic Pro. I use it all the time for my video. Well, Filmic Pro has a way to allow you to do a very specific time lapse where you can control how often per minute the shutter goes boom. And we can't do that, Jefferson, when we're using the iPhone app, can we? Right. It's all automatic and you, you have no choices and uh, you can't decide how um, they also don't tell you how much time has elapsed, which you can do on Android phones. Not well, but you can do it on Android phones. Tell us about Filmic Pro because I've never seen this in Filmic Pro. Yeah, you can set the frame rate in their settings panel. There's a little cog. You can touch the cog and then you can set a frame rate of like 24 frames per second. And if you want slow motion, you can do it here, but you can also pick the time lapse button and then it'll ask you how many frames, how, how like do you want it 
one every 10 seconds? Do you want it at one every 20 seconds? You can set the specific time that you want the thing to go off. So this is what I'm going to be using for my Mount Rainier project because it's a long shoot, and I don't want a picture every six seconds for 24 hours. That would, first of all, I don't think the phone would store it. So I'm going to do it, I don't know, once a minute, once every two minutes. I haven't decided. But uh, you can set those very precise frame rates in Filmic Pro. It's $14.99 for this app. It's a little expensive. But this is just one of a gazillion things that it does, and it does very well. But there are other apps as well if you want to do very specialized stuff. And one of my favorites, I believe, is free. is called Hyperlapse. Have you tried that, Jefferson? Uh, yeah. I, I wasn't crazy for it. But I like this app for certain very specific things that I want to do when I'm moving. I like I like moving through someplace with one of these. Uh, there, there's other ones out there. And in fact, what I'd love for our audience to do, Jefferson, is to send us an email to iPhonePhotoshow at gmail.com and tell us, is there a time-lapse app that you use, that you prefer, or do you just like to stick with the Apple one? I really wish, I, I mean, the Apple one is so great because it solves so many problems for you. I just wish they'd add that one feature, Jefferson, where they'd say, how many exposures per minute would you like? Yeah. Yeah, GoPro will let you do that. Yeah, that's true. But, but I don't want to have a GoPro. I want to have an iPhone. So Apple, again... Just let us have this one thing. Let us say how often we want this. Now, I want to give you a couple other tips when you're doing time lapse. You want to make sure that you lock in things like your white balance and your depth of field. You don't want those changing. That's not something you want on automatic unless you're doing it on an iPhone where it'll come out perfect. Uh, the other thing I want to highly recommend you do is, and we mention this a lot, but I think we should keep mentioning it, Jefferson, because I hear about it. You want to turn off notifications. You want to put it in airplane mode. You want to put it on silent. You want to turn off all your alarms. I just don't trust it. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't trust it. I just say it's a best practice if you're doing anything serious. I guess I probably have to do pay more attention because it will interrupt you if you're on Filmic Pro. Uh, and also depends if you're doing any kind of uh, specialized app. Sometimes they'll just stop working when the other alerts and such go off. So if I'm doing any kind of serious photography and video, I automatically go into airplane mode. But I still think it's a best practice, so that's what I'm going to talk about, what I think is a best practice. You don't have to do it. You can get away without doing it, but I think it's a best practice. Okay. Is there anything else you would like to see the iPhone time-lapse app offer? Well, my big wish is that I want to know time-elapsed because if you shoot for an hour, you end up getting maybe 20 to 30 seconds if you're lucky. I'd like just to have it spelled out what exactly that is so that I can know when I'm recording what I've got to work with. And I also, uh, I take the footage that Apple gives me and I usually speed it up by three because it's, it's too slow for me. Yeah, so when I put it in the, in the video editor in the final cut, I speed it up by three, uh, two, to, two to four actually. So um, I'd like more information. There you go. And that is a good tip. You can speed it up or slow it down. If you end up with one that's too short, you can just slow it down, lengthen it, 
If it's too long, you can speed it up. So that's a cool thing to do. Anyway, we'd like to uh, invite you to let us know what you think of time-lapse photography on the iPhone. We want to hear from you. iPhone photo show at Gmail. Next up, we're going to do our famous picks of the week. And I'm going to ask you to go first, Jefferson. Okay. There is an app called Light Leap that Apple was plugging in their um, app store to, to remove the sky and change the sky and put stars in the background. Want to enhance the sunset you photographed or make the rain go away? Light Leap has a magical feature for creating striking composite images no matter the weather when you snap the shutter. So you download the app, and yes, indeed, you can put all sorts of different skies in the background. Looks pretty good. The only thing you can't do is save it without paying money. Well, of course, because they got to make money, right? So it's $1.99 a month if you agree to pay them on a yearly basis, which is $24. Or you could pay $8 a month on a monthly basis or just buy the damn thing for 80 bucks. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. You have a lot more options than you do with Photoshop, which also has sky replacement. I think the sky replacement in Photoshop on the desktop looks better, but it's a, you know, this is a phone app for having fun. Uh, I don't know about $24 a year, but I think that everybody should check it out and see what they think. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the subscription thing myself, but I do remember uh, that uh, when when I was still working at Skyland, we introduced Sky Replacement, and everybody said that was the end of the world. Next thing you knew, Adobe copied us. So <laughs> believe me, it's just a lot of fun. If you're just making art, you can do anything you want. There are no rules. I will check that app out. It sounds very interesting. Well, my pick of the week is very specialized, but some of you may know, you paid attention to the show. I'm getting into digiscoping in a big way. And digiscoping allows you to take a reflex optic. It could be a binocular. It could be any kind of long glass that's designed for things like hunting or, or field scope work and adapt it to a camera. And I like a company called PhoneScope. PhoneScope is spelled... P-H-O-N-E-S-K-O-P-E. That's kind of cute name. Yeah. And PhoneScope, here's the thing. I talked to the best people in the industry when I was researching this, Jefferson, and I spent some time researching what's the best way to connect this thing to my, you know, $4,000 optic. I contacted the people that make the optic. I contacted some of the biggest names in digiscoping, some of the people that are out on tour, talk about it and teach it and train it. And with, like, just complete uniformity, everybody went, go to PhoneScope. Just don't mess around with the little adapters. Just go to PhoneScope. And it turns out PhoneScope makes the one that Kawa, that's the brand of uh, scope I use, PhoneScope makes the one for them. So my pick of the week is the PhoneScope digiscoping adapter and why i like it so much is that it's actually a little cheaper than some of the generic ones but you can tell them i have this scope i have this iphone and they will make you a case and an adapter so that it fits perfectly it's none of this kludging around and trying to get it right and the reason this is so important is that when you're digiscoping the small end of the scope is called the exit pupil and that has to be dead center over the center of your lens. And it's hard to do 
without the right digiscope adapter to your phone. It's also a place where light leaks can get in and you can get reflections. So if you have a cheap one or a generic one that doesn't fit, you're not going to get the kind of results you want. But if you get the phone scope adapter, you will get one that is made specifically for your setup. I just got mine. I love it. And what did you pay for it? I mean, it's about 120 bucks for everything. Like you, you pay, you pay for the the case is separate, and then you pay for the adapter for your specific scope. So it's about 120 dollars. And I've I've seen cases that are generic with digiscope adapters go for 169. So, and I balked at eight dollars. And you balked at $8. I do want to mention all their stuff has a lifetime guarantee as well. And it's made in Utah. And I've, I, I've talked with the owner over the phone, really nice young man. Very, very passionate about this. He is the place to go for all things digiscoping, by the way. But, yeah, it's my pick. If you want a digiscope, do it right. Get a case that's matched to your optic. And away you go. Now, if you have an item that you think we should consider on our picks of the week... Why don't you share it with us at iPhone Photo Show at gmail.com? We would love to hear from you. Now, I also want to mention we are into our second Flipboard Magazine photo contest, and we're giving away a Platypod Max and their full multi accessory kit. This is a more valuable prize than the last one. And it is a great prize. This is a great way to stabilize your camera and do stuff like macro. And there's all kinds of cool accessories that let you use this thing in ways that it, it just basically lets your mind go crazy with all kinds of opportunity. We would love to give you one. And all you have to do to be eligible is to enter our contest by posting an iPhone photo. It must be from an iPhone in our Flipboard magazine. And I'm going to talk to Jefferson here and say... Jefferson, how do they do that? Uh, email us at iPhonePhotoshow at gmail and ask for an invitation. And once we get the invitation, I send you the link. A uh, bunch of people last weekend uh, all asked for the invitation. They were sent out and they didn't upload any photos, which suggested to me that they hit a, hit a wall. Something went wrong for them and I don't know what it was. Write to me. Write to us. Tell us what issues you're having because we want it to be really easy and we really want to see your photos. So, um, you know, please, please upload. Please communicate. Please get in touch. I answer emails pronto. So does Scott. And, um, you know, we're building a wonderful community on Flipboard and we can't wait to see your work. Yeah, I'm so impressed with some of the images I've seen there. The winner from our first contest was really spectacular. And I'm just very impressed that our audience has this level of talent. And who knows, maybe we can learn from you. Jefferson and I are here every Friday, and we are here because we want to help. So do reach out if you need us. We would love to hear from you. Jefferson, when you're not on the show with me, where can people find you? First stop, YouTube, to see the latest episode of PhotoWalks TV, youtube.com slash PhotoWalks TV. Um, and uh, check out my newsletter, jeffersongram.substack.com. Look for me on Twitter and Instagram, at jeffersongram. My website is jeffersongram.net. Well, how about you, Scott? I'm on Twitter, at Scott Bourne. I also answer email, scott at scottbourne.com. I constantly write for different blogs, including picturemethods.com. I have a Buy Me a Coffee site with my name, buymeacoffee.com slash Scott And I write a 
bi month, bi weekly column for Photo Focus again, place where I started out on mobile photography. So you can check me out any of those places. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to visit the website, iPhonePhotoshow.com, and be sure to tune in next Friday. Subscribe. Don't miss an episode. Tell your friends. It's great when we know you're listening. Thanks so much for coming, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.